Anton Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Kanyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So it is mid-September, that wonderful time of year where the sun is getting cooler, the students are getting schooler, the the trees are shedding their leaves, and everything is getting better, frankly. I'm not a summer person, I have never been a summer person, and I shall never be a summer person. And one phenomenon that happens both during the summer and in September is that people move People either get out of their old place and find a new one, or they go off to school and have to move into an apartment building. Those mm-hmm. are the two reasons people move, to really, just yeah. to, to relocate or to, to relocate. This is not a particularly yeah. well-thought-out thought. <laughs> <laughs> As such, there is probably a solid chance that a decent number of you listening today have recently moved or helped someone move. Uh, and so my guest and I thought, why don't we talk a little bit about the food that we eat when we move? Moving food, if you will. And, uh, you know, if that's moving food, then I'm moving out. We got a special guest on the show today, uh, our plant-based correspondent coming to us live from Maine. I didn't say mm-hmm. Vermont this time. One of the co-hosts mm-hmm. of Left Trigger, okay. Right Trigger, the one, the only, Greg Schultz. Hello. Hi, it's me, Greg Schultz. I just ate a bowl of raisin bran and have a hot mug of tea here. So... You know that means I'm rip-roaring ready to go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. We got the brand going. Fiber City. Speaking of moving. Woo! <laughs> Woo, baby! <laughs> Boing! It would have been wild if right after I introduced you as the vegan correspondent, you were like, I'm just sitting here eating a hot bowl of beef. Shaved beef in a bowl. Big. I poured milk over it. <laughs> the big, um, big revelation this week, you know? What? Beef isn't vegan? Oh, no! I need to know now if anyone's ever made a meat-based breakfast cereal this is a cursed google search coming at you that live is, folks hmm. meat-based breakfast if we, cereal. If, if that's around any kind of meat-based breakfast cereal it would need to be put uh it hopefully has a mascot so it can compete in the sexiest mascot competition i can't tell if this is legitimate or not but it looks like post may be released two cereals in their honey bunches of oats lines one that is chicken and waffles flavored and one that's maple bacon donut flavored back in 2019 and i can't tell if this is a joke post or not so i'm gonna assume it's real those those sound real i'll be honest they sound good. i could see that yeah yeah i think like i think you could make meat flavored breakfast cereal about as convincingly as you can make meat flavored potato chips you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm where you don't necessarily have to have dehydrated meat in your chicken wing flavored chips for them to taste like chicken wings, you know? I mean, bacon bits are vegan, so or at least a a lot of them are. That's Um, true. Which is kind of wild, but... Yeah. um, I guess you could sprinkle some bacon bits on top of like a a maple crunch cereal to get that kind of effect, right? Yeah, if you just put like bacon bits and maple syrup on some just plain Cheerios, I feel Mm -hmm. like you're on your way. You're on your way somewhere for sure. 
Somewhere. Somewhere. Because <laughs> you're moving. Greg, let's let's talk moving food. When I came to you to see if there was anything you would be down to talk about on the show sometime soon, you suggested moving food as a topic. Have you moved recently? Why, why was this on your mind? Um, I haven't moved, but I, I helped um, my partner's brother move, mm-hmm. which was, and then like... <clears throat> kind of lived with them and it was we basically cooked for them as 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 well as like helping organize and put up art and things like that sure um but part of that the feeding both leading up to during and after moving i think is an interesting area that doesn't doesn't get as much like thought and care given into it half the time because you're just like oh i'm just gonna move i'll figure something out but mm-hmm. if you if you're not in the position to be able to just like order something what are you gonna do you know right yeah 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 that's interesting i've never thought about like what you feed people during a move if you're moving somewhere that's not like within the city because i've always just moved within the city so like for me Mm -hmm. yeah you just order a pizza and it's set you know yeah i mean i think that is the classic like a pizza and uh i feel like beer but i think at this point now it's just anything in a can you can just that that if you put those out anyone would be happy i think though that as the point based correspondent pizza can be hard sometimes mm-hmm. because not everyone is as uh willing to uh sacrifice their ingredients which like pizza is x amount of ingredients <laughs> um and like to change one of them it's like basically three ingredients you got your crust you got your sauce you got your cheese somebody pointed out that like at least two of those need to be good and the other one is just you um, for a lot of pizza places, uh, you can just kind of dumpster the other one and that's where you make your money. Right. Vegan cheeses and stuff are expensive. So a lot of places aren't going to want to make that sacrifice. So how do you feed people when you can't, when pizza suddenly is off the menu? Right. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think like you need to look at what makes pizza so appealing in that context. It's, it's that it's, approachable mobile and can feed a large quantity of people potentially right yeah so like my instinct here if we're because yeah like let's let's just you know let's call a spade a spade pizza is the moving food it's the king of moving Mm -hmm. food there's no nobody can object to this nobody can disagree uh maybe outside of north america you can disagree like i'm sure there are parts of the world where it's not the go-to but in our context pizza is the like the king of moving foods so Mm -hmm. when we're taking typical pizza off the menu what can we do to to you know make moving food exciting and i think my my gut instinct is to jump to something in the same family as pizza and go to like focaccia Mm -hmm. because if you think about focaccia a lot of places will use focaccia dough for their pizza dough because it's you know excellent uh so it might not even be that much of a stretch like you can probably get it from a lot of the places you might get a pizza it has that same kind of factor of easy to split up into tons of pieces for people easy to just grab a piece eat it and keep moving on same sort of salty greasy exciting factor to it and like Mm. probably the average place is going to charge a little more for a piece of focaccia than they will for a piece of pizza because it's like got kind of a fancier sort of branding to it almost. Yeah, it's got a reputation about it. Yeah, but a lot of the time it's like inherently vegan, which most mm-hmm. pizzas are not going to be, right? So like yeah. to me that just seems like a, a straightforward jump. But uh, I, I'm wondering if there's like 
anything maybe even just a couple steps removed from that that we can get into like can we get into something that isn't even italian you know because i feel like non-italian people move yes i guess i guess so um it took me a second (laughs) yes like you Um, and i for instance yeah i was gonna say i don't think i got a weird mix back there but i don't think italian's in there i was also thinking about this i think like it's a bit of it feels like it could be a bit of a cop-out to a certain extent but like sandwiches or like small sandwiches like a deli platter sandwich like a deli platter sandwich or like like a finger sandwich like Mm -hmm. make a regular similar to like what gets served with tea but you don't only put cucumber and butter in it whatever (laughs) like you actually put some substance (laughs) substantive uh uh proteins in there Um, we could have like a like a little afternoon tea party during a moving sesh I would love that, uh, mostly because I love cucumber sandwiches sure. to an unwieldy amount, and that I wish they weren't considered fancy, because so I could just be like, hee 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 hee, I'm going to have my little <laughs> cucumber sandwich, and no one would be like, you're weird for being such a fancy man. And it's like I'm not. Yeah, I I think like a sandwich, or um, <clears throat> especially if you can have like a parchment paper or something that you can wrap it up with to make it to make it easier to move around if it's a larger sandwich i'm now thinking of larger sandwiches but like little finger sandwiches can be really nice yeah that feels like a good kind of substitute right anything that's kind of bready handheld not too complicated yeah i guess that's also another like it just that straightforwardness of it like Mm. of, of pizza is something that's pretty good it also depends on i guess what kind of moving you're doing because there was so much in this moving session it was just like there were suddenly 20 people descended on the house and they were all gone within an hour um, and everything was more or less where it needed to be okay but then it needed to be like actually unpacked and stuff like that so there's like giant totes and whatever mm-hmm. um so this isn't not you know not one moving feeding plan isn't gonna f- fit all here yeah i feel like at that point like when you have a group that size it almost makes sense to like have a real meal afterward you know yeah it did feel sort of like if anyone wants to stick around, uh, they they also moved a grill. So it was like, cool, mm-hmm. we'll set some stuff out on the grill um, because everyone's been moving around inside and it's hot and nobody wants to heat up the house. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is something I need uh, to think about next time someone asks me to help them move is like, maybe I'll just offer to come grill for people afterward so that I don't have to mm. do the heavy lifting. I can still work up a sweat so I feel like I've done something because the grill is hot, but I don't have to be the one doing the actual schlepping, you know? I think, honestly, people would be into that. Yeah. Uh, just, like, the fact that they'd be like, hi, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna feed you. If you really need help with something, let me know, but, oh. like, I think that my biggest contribution is going to be the food. You know what? And they'd be like, great i don't have to think about that (laughs) yeah i i think i actually did have a friend who once came over during like one of my moves and her whole thing was just i'm gonna just like set up your kitchen for you and while i set up your kitchen i'm gonna bring everybody snacks while they're like unpacking things Mm -hmm. and uh, i had forgotten about that until just now you unlocked a memory for me and yeah that that ruled actually that was a very helpful person to have there Tom, now, what if you got in business with a moving truck company mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. for an extra charge, uh, they could hire you to come, uh, you and your grill to come uh, f- feed the people that are moving? That's an amazing idea, actually. There could be money in that. 
<laughs> like, I really like the idea of like, yeah, you, it, it's almost like, uh, like catering, but specifically mm-hmm. catering for people who are moving. Yeah. Catering for people who are sweaty and tired and don't really want to do anything anymore. So they're going to take a break to eat, but then they, but then it like, when you take a break to eat uh, in the middle of moving, when you're just like, I, did, I know I'm going to move more stuff, but I don't want to. When the, the when the food is good, it brings you back to life. Yeah. You know? Well, um, and what I'm thinking yeah. is like, you know, I show up at the same time as the moving van, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. in the back with all your boxes and my grill and like a little fridge with, you know, meats and whatnot. And when everything's being unpacked, I get unpacked too, right? And I just start. Mm-hmm. I start right away. We we don't yep. wait until stuff's un, all unloaded even. Like as soon as I can get out of the truck, it's game time. And that way yeah. people can just kind of come and go. They can walk up, grab something. Like if you're at like a, I don't know if, if your high school did this, but my high school had like one day a year where all the students from all the grades would like get paired up in teams, you know, that spanned the age groups or whatever with a couple of teachers with each group. Mm. And you would do a bunch of like carnival games essentially that had been set up by student council all around the building and compete for points and everything. And there was like a a snack stand outside and like you would mostly there was lunch that you would get at lunchtime, but also throughout the day, if you needed a quick fix, you could go grab something to eat for a couple bucks, grab a bottle of water, Mm -hmm. whatever. And we need that in just every area of our lives, you know, like a canteen kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be, yeah, just like the moving canteen along with the the moving truck like yeah, that's great. We should also expand this to also um, you know, add the 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 moving like uh medical tent um for when somebody when like Uncle Jerry accidentally smashes his finger trying to be too tough kind of thing mm-hmm. and you're like, "Ah, oh, Jerry, come on. Go go to the tent." But yeah. No, I think that's I think I think being able to have kind of that planned out or being provided by someone else or just having one person who is focusing on that uh, on feeding people can be such a huge help and relief to everyone else because they're like where are we getting food or like we've all been in the scenario where you're like uh where are we ordering we're gonna order from here uh, i think does that work for everyone oh god and then like three quarters of the people say sure but nobody wants to move forward until the last quarter of the people have said sure but they've said it like privately to other people and then it's been 45 minutes to an hour and you still haven't ordered or aren't even sure if you're even ordering from that one place so you haven't even looked at the menu yet and it's just like all of that like let's just put that away yeah let's just set it aside and have it handled by one person who's that's their job for the moving yeah, I think it's actually huge, hugely helpful. This could be this could be a huge endeavor, actually, and by that I mean this could be a huge money making scheme for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I'm thinking is like there are all kinds of services that you can hire, right? You can hire caterers. You can literally hire caterers, but no caterers brand themselves as we are the caterers who will come and do the thing while you are doing shit you don't want to be doing. Yep. You know, sure. Let us cater your baptism. Let us cater your funeral, whatever. Let us cater your moving day. Let us cater the day that you have to take your kids to the barber and get a haircut. Let us cater like house cleaning day or, or fucking, oh, we got to fix the sump pump. We got to set up the outdoor pool and clean the chlorine filters, whatever bullshit task you have to do today. 
mm-hmm. let me come make you some food and bring you some food and stand around in a silly apron and like take the take the mood up a, a notch you know yeah because then it's also like you could do fast food as just like i don't want to think about it i'm going to do fast food mm-hmm. or or i'm going to order something and i'll get here whatever but i feel like that loses the like human connection and touch that's you know? it that's it um that catering brings and i feel like catering has such a similar to focaccia has like a, that fancy flair to it but mm-hmm. like why not cater some of these days or some of these activities that you're just like eh i don't i just don't want to have to think about this that's so the thing. yeah i'm going to cater it to tom and the grill yeah like, well cuz when i think about it like i don't know I have had moves that I've done with, you know, proper moving companies coming and doing all the heavy lifting for me. And I've also had moves that I've done where friends load all my crap into their cars in multiple trips and it's a whole like 12 hour ordeal. And like in the situations where the friends are moving everything for me, you know, you save the money on the moving truck, but then you buy a lot of pizza and beer and whatnot to make up for it. Mm-hmm. When you've got the moving truck going, you don't really need to have people help you as much, right? So you kind of just hire yeah. the movers and then maybe a couple people come hang out while you unpack. So you don't necessarily get as much food to thank them because what are they doing? They're just hanging out while you unpack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If there was a middle ground where mm-hmm. you could simply hire, you know, maybe this is something that's only going to be for the people who can afford it, right? Like th- mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge that like there's going to be a gap between people who can afford to do this and people who can't. But what if, what if instead of paying for a moving van and potentially also getting pizza and everything for your friends, what if you had a slightly cheaper service, right? Where it's like, yeah, we have like a a truck. We don't have a huge, huge truck. We have like Mm -hmm. maybe like a pickup or something. We do your heavy lifting for you. You load your boxes and shit into your friends' cars, whatever. We get your appliances, maybe a piano, whatever, that kind of stuff. The stuff that your your normal pals can't help you with. Mm-hmm. And we do that, and then we cook. Yeah. We're not even necessarily that good as movers. We're more here to provide the entertainment for the move. We get the big boxes and the food. Yeah. And by the big boxes, I mean the appliances kind of things that look like big boxes. Yeah. Otherwise... Uncle Jerry can throw that in the truck. Yeah, we don't need to grab your garbage bags full of your clothing because that's the best way to transport your clothing. If you've never done that before, highly recommend it. We just, we're just there for the big ticket items. Yeah. Now, I'm having this thought, what do you think of this? Moving companies, you know, help promote us. You know, they they refer us to their clients and we set up the gig <laughs> together. Movers eat free. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like it's built into the price that the, you know, the client charges or the client is charged, right? It's like, it's understood. I'm going to show up with 50 hot dogs. Probably 10 of them are going to go to, you know, Bob and Larry and their giant, the veggie tails, vegetables, I guess, are are (laughs) the ones with the truck. (laughs) They're going to be the ones who are doing all the heavy lifting and they're going to eat some of the hot dogs and you're going to have to be okay with that. But you're also going to eat hot dogs. And so are all your friends. Yeah. Yeah. A majority of those hot dogs, like uh, an overwhelming majority will go to you and your friends. But, but we're throwing a few on the side. Here. That's the thing. We got to feed a couple hot dogs to the talking vegetables so they can tell us about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Oh, no, that's cursed. Um, speaking of throwing a couple hot dogs to the evangelicals, what's, what's happening? Here? 
Oh my God! Speaking of just throwing uncooked hot dogs at the evangelicals <laughs> on the, as they pass you on the street, you go down into the subway and there's some guys handing out tracks. <laughs> you just flinging wieners at them. Um, yep. Oh my God! Speaking of force feeding wieners to Christians, let's go to the mid roll. <laughs> Oh boy, folks, welcome to the mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, why? Make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of my birth, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. That's basically what the price of a pack of hot dogs is on a good day so think Mm. about it this way if you leave a rating and review of our show that's enough for us to be able to throw some hot dogs at some christians in the metro (laughs) what more do we need there's literally no other way to turn zero into six i'm losing my mind so that math is exciting for you go do it you can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode uh speaking of uh throwing food around do you like newsletters me yeah i yeah yeah yeah, right? Do you like newsletters where you get recipes every month? I love recipes. Rest of peas, Bob and Larry. We hit them too hard with those <laughs> hot dogs. If you join our Patreon, oh, no. you get access to our new monthly newsletter, The No Bad Food Recipe Club, where every month we post new recipes for you to try out and share with your friends and family. This month, the Recipe Club recipes are all about chicken. Sorry, vegans. But actually, not that sorry, because you can pretty easily convert most chicken recipes into like a yummy, like, I don't know. Yeah cauliflower cauliflower feels like the best vegetable choice there right cauliflower is really good but also there's a mushroom for everything hell yeah oh man i like that idea there's a mushroom for everything we got to do something with that um so yeah if you aren't already a member of our patreon and you want access to the recipe club go to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and sign up today for as little as a dollar it's really all it takes and it gets you access to all kinds of awesome bonus content here so do it do it do it or i'll throw a hot dog at you oh no but not after bob and larry rest in peace so we're back we're here in the second half of the show we're trading in our chevy for a cadillac ack, 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 ack. greg what is the best thing you've ever eaten during after before you know circa a move yeah i think that's a good point that like leading up to a move and then like right after a move are also times to to that are often overlooked because like you're trying to use up all your food or as much of your food as you can before Mm -hmm. you move or you suddenly can't find your food where you (laughs) where you packed that food i know we had a can of black beans somewhere what the fuck um yeah i i think those areas are really interesting and uh one of the times uh i one of the most memorable meals around moving that I had was moving out of my senior year of college apartment. My sister came to help me. She had moved into the town that I went to college in. Uh, She had moved in like three days before I graduated. And then, so she came over to like help me pack up the rest of my boxes and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't really have any food. Do you want to order something? And she like went through all my cabinets and was like, no, 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 we have food. And we made like a shepherd's pie out of like frozen peas and corn, instant um, instant mashed potatoes and like canned chili or something like that. And it was really good. Like I 
did not expect to be able to throw together like an actual cohesive meal mm-hmm. in that time. Like the day before I'm going to move a bunch of stuff from New York to Maine, but I, we did it because she's a genius and it was really good. It was like not traditional shepherd's pie by any means, but it was, it tasted really good. And it tasted close enough to the real thing that you're like, yeah, this is shepherd's pie. Hell yeah. What's, um, What's your like? Uh, what's your meat substitute for a vegan shepherd's pie? Probably like a crumpled tofu. Okay. Um, like a dried out and like cooked and then stewed kind of thing. You don't let crumpled tofu look after your children. It, oh yeah, he'll he'll steal them unless you learn his real name. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I I try to read the ingredients as much as possible. I feel like for me, like I would almost I would almost take the the shepherd's pie in a different direction and do like a refried beans instead of the beef. Mm, mm-hmm. Cause like beans, corn, potatoes, really nice combo. Yeah. You know, if I'm getting rid of the beef, I want to put in beans. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I think you like when, especially with something like a shepherd's pie, if you are putting in like that tofu or whatever you're making, uh, you have to make like, baller sauce for it to go into yeah like just just that has to be super flavorful they make uh like vegan uh, better than bullion makes some vegan like quote-unquote beef bullion stock okay. stuff that i see a lot i haven't gotten my hands on it but i've gotten on my hands on the like chicken version i'm like mm-hmm. yeah that's close enough for what my memory recalls chicken being like sure so i think like doing some of that like and just going all out with like onions and all this stuff I, like i probably wouldn't have been able to do it in this moving situation um had i been vegan at the time but i also probably would have t- done refried be- i just would have done refried beans and then like put them on top of uh a platter of mashed potatoes instant mashed potatoes or something and then like ketchup because lately i've been on a ketchup kick i don't know why um (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that yeah 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 the only my only issue with ketchup is that my children Mm -hmm. leave it out ah you know and, and that might be an issue more with myself really i should just be more diligent with cleaning up after them but like there's nothing worse than the smell of ketchup that's been on a plate for like an hour Oh, being left out of that. I thought you meant like the bottle. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Ketchup, That's ketchup like left out on a plate. Yeah. Or something like that. Just, it also it doesn't really matter what angle you get the, the, the faucet facing it. It's going to splatter up and hit you in the chest. Yes. Um, yeah. Like when you go to wash it and just, it's a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm not here for it, but I do like ketchup a lot. I've been going back to what I've described, self-described as my dirtbag phase of mixing ketchup and mayo and putting it on. We found a sim, like vegan chicken patty equivalents sure. that taste close enough to what I would get in like high school. And so it's just like ketchup and mayonnaise on that. And I'm like, yep, this is what I grew up on. This is great. This is all I want. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like ketchup and mayo mixed together... I don't know how common and popular this is, but like my mom used to do it when I was growing up. So I used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very common thing in Germany. Not that my mom is German. I just seem to remember hearing something about this being like a typical French fry condiment in Germany. Yeah. I think like in that, in Europe in general, I know um, <clears throat> the Netherlands would do like, they had a particular kind of mayo that they would dip fries in. Mm-hmm. But I think it was not untoward to also put 
catch up in with it kind of thing. Sure, yeah. Um, I got curious and went to the internet to see if there are any kind of comprehensive lists of like the best foods for moving day. Uh, and I hmm. found one that I'm immediately a little skeptical of because of where it's okay. from, but I thought it would be fun to dig into it. Uh, it comes yes. from affordablechicago.com uh, and ah. it is a list titled eight healthy snacks for your moving day. Um, <laughs> now it starts off, you know, in a pretty easy place, sandwiches, which, you know, uh-huh. we've been there, done that. They're good established. Uh, number two, it lists dried fruit, which I think is actually a pretty solid suggestion in terms of like little yeah. snacky things, right? Yep. A little, little dried fruit, little like fruit leather kind of situation. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't think it's enough, but I think it's a really good, uh, yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. tide over, you know? Yeah. And cause I'm thinking like on a moving day, what you want, you don't want plates necessarily, right? You want like no. a spread people can just go grab pick stuff from yep. which is why pizza you is want, always you know the go-to because it's in a box yeah, of its you, own you want a paper towel at most yeah yeah uh next up this one feels like it goes against the no plates thing just because of the amount of potential mess but i do think it's actually a great idea and that's tacos so i thought about tacos i think i think tacos could be good i think the thing for me is that like when I think of tacos, I think of lots of little bowls full of stuff that I'm filling my taco with. Yeah. And I don't have the time for that when I'm moving. Sure. I sure. love doing that kind of spread or whatever. Unless we're doing like everything's mixed in a pot together and you're just slopping sh- it into a tortilla and calling it a taco. Sure. Yeah. Which like, look, I don't um, hate that idea, honestly. No, I, I also good. do that when I don't want to deal with all the little dishes. But yeah. like, I don't know. To me, I was kind of like, so I'm thinking like, I'm thinking specifically like pre-made tacos, like Taco Bell tacos. Like you go to Taco Bell, you get like a pile of tacos and you dump them on the table and people just grab what they want and unwrap it. Yeah. You get a couple of those suitcase looking things from Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. Like I once, I once with a couple of friends bought a hundred dollars worth of Taco Bell and a hundred dollars worth of like dollar menu McDonald's stuff and brought Mm -hmm. it to a movie night. And uh, we just dumped it all out on the table and it was beautiful and there was no leftovers after. Like everybody just dug in, you know? That's wonderful. And that feels like it'd be good for a moving day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not necessarily. I don't know where they go with the healthy snacks for your moving day thing. I think at that point I've I've taken that tractor out of it maybe, but that's okay. I think that's fine. Yeah. Number four on this list, it says dark chocolate coconut protein balls. Now I'm going to say right out the gate, I'm like, (laughs) fuck off with this. Yeah, a little bit, you know. There's uh-huh. too much going on there. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot to presumably you've prepped the day before in the yeah. how, in the place you're moving out of. That's the thing. It's like um, okay, like at that point, like sure, why not spend hours and hours making protein balls the night before? Yeah, like fine. If I had infinite time and money, great. Uh, yes, cookies. I'm not. I mean, I refuse to set up a double boiler yeah. on the day before I move out. <laughs> I'm packing the double boiler at least two, three days in advance. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Number five is cookies. Sure. Fine. Yep. Don't bake them. Buy them. Easy. Yep. Number six, oatmeal and berries. I understand they're going for like filling good, like energy, you know, gets you through it. I don't know anyone who after a sweaty day of moving wants to sit down and have a bowl of oatmeal and berries. It doesn't sound satisfying. It doesn't sound refreshing. It sounds like a chore and it sounds like it's going to make dishes. This, this, 
I could see this as like I'm going to have this as my breakfast to get ready for moving. Oh, I'm going to set a baseline kind of thing. Sure. To a certain degree and probably something else on top of it. But mm. like not during, yeah. not after. No, I hadn't. No. I hadn't thought about that as a morning thing. That could be a good for the morning. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible for during. Absolutely. <laughs> uncalled for. <laughs> just barbaric behavior <laughs> if i'm helping someone move and they bring out oatmeal and berries and they're like hey guys if let's they take just a pull break. a bowl out like or just two boxes like do you have a bowl i could put this stuff in they can leave <laughs> one box oatmeal. i know where there's a bowl it's back at your house get out of here <laughs> i like i like that they're bringing out two boxes one of oatmeal and one of berries box of berries <laughs> yep number seven on this list we got sweet potatoes what yeah just sweet you know just <laughs> I guess if you want to, you want to make some like sweet potato fries and leave them out on the bowl. Yeah, do a, a baked sweet potato. Yep, yep. Like, look, sweet potatoes. I get it. They're they're really they're yummy. They're nutritious. They pack a punch. Mm-hmm. Again, what a weird like. You gonna you gonna make a bunch of sweet? You know what you do is you make a bunch of baked sweet potatoes pre dressed, put them out on the counter, just so they can sit there and sweat on a sweaty day like you, and then. Uh. <laughs> you know Get the ants in early to the house everybody grab a <laughs> grab a tinfoil wrapped pre-dressed sweet potato bundle yeah just unwrap one end and take a big old bite yum yum and then uh, this last one feels both like a bit of a cop-out for a list of snacks for moving day and like a bit of a cop-out for healthy snacks for moving day it just says beverages number eight on this list is beverages okay and it's like yeah okay right. yes we gotta hydrate <laughs> Thanks for the obvious. But I will say, you touched on this very, very in passing earlier. It used to be, I feel like, the standard for moving day was beer and pizza, right? Like, that's the kind of, like, sitcom trope moving day food is beer and pizza. As an alcoholic, I'm not going to be the one with beer at my moving day, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let's talk about some, like, great options for moving day drinkies because we haven't really done that yet. That's true. Um, I think... uh, uh water just having like if you have like one of those big igloo or gatorade style things yeah or yeah. just picking up like a bunch of jugs of water sure so that people be like don't know if you can drink from the sink or not having like what was the water te- you don't want to deal with it just grab something from there um when get you some say, solo like, cups when you whatever. say big yeah. gatorade thing do you mean like the one that they dump on the coach at sports yeah, I okay, okay. strangely up here know enough people who have them just kicking around in their basement or in their parents' basements that they have one of those things. <laughs> you know, like, um, <laughs> I get it. I I sometimes think I should have one of those for days when we're having barbecues in the back, you know? They can be handy, but Igloo makes them too. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like having that, having some ice in yeah. there maybe... I think uh, seltzers can be really nice for people who like seltzers, like yeah. cans of seltzer. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of my go-to is like get like yeah. a couple crates of canned, you know, whatever it is. If it's if it's San Pellegrino or or just tonic water, bubbly is yeah. pretty nice. Uh, do you guys have bubbly in the states, or is that just a Canadian yeah, thing? Yeah, we okay. got we got bubbly. You got the buble. We got Mark, Michael Bubbly. Yeah, I, I like I like me some some Bublé drink. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then I think actually having a few Gatorades for people who who you know for the wild children. Yeah, for the for the ones for, doing for the, the heavy people. lifting. Yeah, because yeah. you know there's the there's 
when you're when you're moving, there's the people who are just like, yeah, let me just grab whatever I can. I'm gonna have half have a conversation while I'm walking here. Yeah. And then there's the like dads who show up with their pickup and they're like weight training belt and be like all right let's get this thing done <laughs> i was gonna say they've got I don't the special need to belt help me. it's like please let me help you your back's gonna fall off yeah um, yeah that's it you, you need you need a couple of like sports drinks to like really pack on the electrolytes for chuck and larry after they've been doing all- that's mm-hmm. not who i meant chuck and larry <laughs> yeah i mean that's it like you gotta have you gotta have your sports drinks for the people who are really going hard yeah yeah, uh, something or at least yeah, something along those lines. That's a little bit more. I don't know. I I feel like water is the big thing to have, but like for people that need more than just water or just seltzer, they they're gonna need a little something else. <laughs> that's that's Gatorade's new slogan for the people yeah. who need more than just water. People who need salty water. <laughs> Do you that like won't your dehydrate. water? <laughs> Do you like your water a little thick and a little sweet? Gatorade. And also just a little gross Gatorade. You know when you drink sweat that's dripping off your brow and you think that might be good if it tasted like cherries? Gatorade. You ever lick your mustache right after eating some berries? Gatorade. <laughs> For those days when licking your mustache won't do it. New Gatorade. It's more than water. Yeah, that's and that's the those are the beverages. <laughs> that's it. Those are the, the eight number eight is beverages. Thank you to Chicago for helping us move. Uh, with your I list. was really looking <laughs> forward for them to say pizza, hot dog, and I was gonna, <laughs> I, I was gonna be like, okay, but you can't do Chicago style pizza because that. Imagine having a piece of Chicago style pizza while moving. We talking deep dish or like thin crust squares? Deep dish. Okay, okay, because thin crust squares actually sounds pretty good for me. Thin crust squares, wonderful, perfect. Yeah, but yeah. I feel I associate that more with like Detroit style. Oh, no, but no. Detroit-style pizza is its own animal. It's like the thick crust with the sauce on top and the lines of... Uh... Uh, what am I thinking of, then? There's some regionality that I think of as the the like thin crust squares, and I guess it is maybe it's Chicago. The, it's the other Chicago. It's What, I, what okay. people from Chicago always tell me is that deep dishes for tourists in Chicago and the like mm-hmm. thin crust cut into squares is for like real Chicagoans. Gotcha. But like I'm into that. I I love a like Chicago style thin crust fucking yum yum. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm just imagining I was waiting for that article to say like, yeah, get yourself a deep dish pizza for your people moving. <laughs> I Honestly, I think I wouldn't want to eat that after move after helping somebody move either. Yeah, I don't like it just seems too much a little bit. No. You know? No. Yeah. Yeah. Messy also in a way also that I don't messy. want. Yeah. Like for me, the like ideal pizza is like, I mean, all, in all situations, the ideal pizza is the one from the Goofy movie. But specifically mm-hmm. in a moving context, I want the pizza where you grab a slice and you watch cheese and d- grease drip off it as you pull it out of the box, you know? Because you're already sweaty and messy. That's true. I think I would actually want like not hot pizza but like room temperature pizza sure when moving you order it like as soon as you arrive but you don't necessarily eat it right away yeah it's just been kind of steaming in the box a little bit Mm -hmm. but not not like out to the elements yeah Um, see see this is this is where i have mixed feelings because i think i agree with you that for the most part i want like kind of lukewarm like (laughs) tepid 
tepid snackies as you know tepid pizza like i want my drinks to be ice cold but i want my food to not feel like anything is changing in my body except that i'm putting things into it Mm -hmm. but the flip side of that is i think if there was someone standing at a grill making hot dogs on the spot for people i would want that you know yes i wouldn't want that sitting there for like an hour waiting for me to eat it that i want fresh but pizza I, i do want just kind of room temp yeah but yeah, off the grill, heck yeah, heck take yeah. that fresh. Well, you also have like the bun, you have the condiments that aren't necessarily like ripping hot either. That's oh, one of the nice be. things about <clears throat> things coming off the grill. Nah, you need the condiments in a boiler of their own. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's why. Oh, so that's so hot dog water is really just like, that's where ketchup comes from. Yeah. Well, so the thing is with the ketchup and the hot dog water, you don't want to throw away your hot dog water. You want to keep it on the side on the indirect heat part of the grill. And then you want to put your condiments in it so that they reach a good temperature. Like it doesn't quite boil them, it just sort of steams. Do you add hot dog water similar to how you add like pasta water into sauces? You're adding hot dog water into condiments? A little bit, yeah. You want to put the bottle in with the lid open just a crack so a little bit seeps in Mm -hmm. there. So you can just dip it in a little bit. Exactly, yeah. And then it gives you the option as well. You can do kind of an au jus situation, you know, like like a Chicago beef dip. Yeah, I I got you. Kind of similar to what they do with the like hot dog eating contests yeah uh where they they dip it in the jus for them their jus is water they're like cutting out the the hot dog water because yeah. that'll slow them down yeah, yeah but the traditional way is to dump it in dunk it in the jus yeah and then just slurp it down well and it gives you more it gives you a more holistic hot dog experience as well if every element of the hot dog tastes a little bit like hot dog yeah you're really getting all the pe- parts of the hot dog. greg thanks so much for stupid <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Craig, thanks for joining me on No Bad Food, uh, talking through some moving food ideas, uh, pitching our, our latest idea. Look, do you want to do the the grilling moving company thing? We can pitch it to, to Shark Tank or whatever and see if Mark Cuban will give us money. Yeah, I would go on. I'd go present that to the sharks. All right, perfect. TM, don't steal. <laughs> Mark Cuban, if you're listening to this, consider it our pitch. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban specifically, especially don't steal hey. until we pitch it to you. Hey, Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban, are you on Shark Tank or are you on Dragon's Den? I can't remember. Hey, Mark Cuban, American businessman, investor, film producer, and television personality, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Hey, Mark Mark Cuban, Shark Tank's Mark Cuban from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mark, look us in the eyes. Don't steal. Don't do it. Hey, what would Bob and Larry think if they saw you stealing? Yeah. That's a commandment. Think about how disappointed Chuck and Larry would be. They're going to pronounce you going to jail if you steal it from us. All right. (laughs) stupid show greg do you have anything you want people to check out before we go um no go go listen to left trigger right trigger um or the once and future nerd yeah that's pretty much it yeah sweet sounds good don't forget to grab a pack of hot dogs to throw at whoever's handing out tracts in your public transit system and uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. may the the peace of uh our lord and savior hot dogs uh be with you now and always amen and also with you Thanks so much for listening to No Bad Food. You want to be part of the conversation? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Tom Zalatni. And uh, Greg, are you on the socials that you want people to follow at all? I'm on Instagram at GiantWero4 and I'm on Blue Sky. I think I've posted like five times. I'm not really active on social media though. So don't, if you follow me, don't worry about it. I'm not going to, you're not going to see much from me. <laughs> If you want a good low expectations follow <laughs> Greg's email. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Chantal H., Gab, Thomas, Erica, Andrew, Chantal T., David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, Carol Ann, Rachel, and Aslam. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, and access to the No Bad Food Recipe Club, where we just posted some stuff about chicken! If that's exciting <laughs> for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at the Podcavern merch store, like an apron that you can wear while you help your friends move. You know, a moving apron. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach, likes to waltz with potatoes ingles, and our cover art is by David, who wants a house out in Hackensack. Is that all you get for your money? Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but certainly not least, this show is produced and edited by me, Tonzalatni, as part of the Podcavern Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcat. That's too many W's. <laughs> Podcavern.com. See you next week. Oh, thanks, Greg. Just takes a little time, it takes a little time, it takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind, we'll take it slow this time. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Hello, folks. I'm Katie. I'm Vinny. And we host the Learn Real Good podcast. It's a comedy podcast about science. It's also a science podcast with comedy. Each episode, we interview a science grad student about their research. And we keep it casual, so you don't need to be a nerd to follow along. We also share some of the latest science newts. I think you mean the latest science news. Well, people need to hear more about amphibians. I agree with that. So look us up on your favorite podcast source and learn learn real good. good. Presented by the Podcavern Network. Uh, close enough. Hey there, I'm David. I'm Tess. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Greg. And we're Left Trigger, Right Trigger, your video game book club. Each episode, we pick a topic, and each of us brings a video game that we think best fits that topic. Tune into the show to find out how Super Mario Land is all about travel. Or how Bloodborne is a game about sacrifice. Or how SimCity is actually a conspiracy to mine data about human infrastructure. No, we have to stop. We're doing this right now. It's a promo. Please stop. Intrigued? A little scared? Us too. Make sure to catch us every other Tuesday on your favorite podcatcher app. See you there.